When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week's Stop Hammer Time is brought to you by Gaz and the team at the Blue Ball in Walton on the Hill near Epsom. Check out their amazing Sunday lunch. And whilst you're there, wash it down with a pint of Watney's Pale Ale. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Williams, and with me after a long period away... On a journey of uh, self-discovery, or possibly a short period in rehab, it's Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. Hello. Also joining us <clears throat> is a uh, long-term favourite guest of our podcast. He is a, a journalist, Jim. He's a journalist. He's also an author, Jim. He's also a lecturer, Jim. He's the author of many successful books, including Man About Tong, Hoovian Dad, the Joy of Essex, There's a Hippo in My System, books about West Ham, including Hammers in the Heart, which, of, which of which name of which there, which is also thing, which is a blog also, which is the name of it, is that name that is called Hammers in the Heart, which is the name of a book and a blog. Uh, and also, Irons in the Soul. Hammers in the Heart. Irons in the Soul. Groovy's in the house. <laughs> that's, the, that's the trilogy of books. And also, goodbye to Bolin. Oh, goodbye to goodbye Bolin, to yes. Goodbye to Bolin. That's a uh, good pun. Recent, my like Christopher yes, Isherwood yes, uh, tribute. Is. Yeah, yeah it's very good. And um, Sunday Muddy Sunday. Also. Yeah, you, you know them by heart and now, Phil. Rent Boy, <laughs> yeah. How One Man Spent 20 Years Falling Off the Property Ladder. <laughs> There's a lot of puns. Um, uh, yeah, they're yeah. very, they're puntastic. Oh, the pun is mighty, mighty, mighty the sport, yes. it is, yeah. it is, as it they is. say. It is, yeah. of course, Pete May. <laughs> Hello. Now, Jim, you've uh, you've missed uh, a long run of uh, yeah, these podcasts. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I've um, just been I've been tr- on my travels. You missed the one in, in which James Collins became our best. Yeah, friend. I'm really and, gutted about that. And, and really we all went for a drink very, with him afterwards. Oh, and I'm it was uh, it was fun. It was great yeah, company. We had I'm a really good night. It. And uh, also our telephone conversation with Jack Collins. Yeah, no, I'm really well. sorry to really missed nice out guy. on all of this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was so I've been doing education. Yes, you've been educating. Yeah, been yeah people. Yes. Educating them. Yeah. Yes. Well, coming up on the podcast, should Manuel Pellegrini be ritually sacrificed? Jim says yes. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Uh, should West Ham United simply stop trading after this run of games and simply give up, give up. and uh, drop out of the entire football league? Jim says yes. I say no. And uh, so we'll beat that cat with a newspaper during the course of the podcast. Excellent. So let's begin with a look back at... Uh, a fond a look fond back. A fond look back. A nostalgic look back. Yes, a nostalgic, a rose-tinted oh. look back at a, at a game of football that occurred at the weekend. A game of football. They, they don't, you know... Five-goal no. five thriller. It was a five-goal thriller. It was a five-goal... Absolutely. It was a five... It was a five-goal... If you're Anything but as yeah. far from being a thriller as it's yeah. possible for a yes. five-goal... 
game to be. So, so we, we actually haven't done one of these since we played Sheffield United either, so we can sort of fold that into our discussion. Uh, so we played uh, Newcastle at the weekend, yes. and we lost. Uh, we lost in a two, manner of speaking. Three. We lost two. Th- yes, <laughs> it was a three-two Arguable. thrashing. Uh, yes, I'm. Yeah, well, staggeringly poor first half. But well, for an hour we were absolutely wretched. Yes, we? we were. Um, similar to the Everton game, lacking in any kind of um, uh, energy and intensity. Uh, second to everything. Seem to be making basic, basic errors, playing like a team that's completely shorn of of confidence, and it's it's a bit baffling to know where exactly that has all kind of come from, really. Um, but obviously, Pellegrini sort of pinpoints the, the the horrendous. I was so glad I didn't go. I was going to go to that four nil defeat at Oxford. Um, uh, he seems to sort of say, "Well, let's go back to there." But then, you know. How did that happen as well? Yeah. You know, I mean, yes. it's, it's and that was a, a different baffling. team as well. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, the 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 performances, uh, the the loss to Palace and the draw to um, Sheffield United. Uh, I saw a newspaper got a write up of the Sheffield United game that said that we were uh, second best in every department, and that's completely un- that was completely untrue. Right. I thought it was so. You know, I, you know, I turned to Pete Ward and said, you know that. One team in this fixture is clearly more talented than the other team. And uh, the stats bore it out. Um, uh, and uh, similarly to the the Palace game, it was sort of, we just, we didn't stick the ball in the net enough times. Both of those we put in the net once. And uh, we, you know, against Palace, we came unstuck with that handball. Uh, yeah. They got them back into the game. I don't yeah. think they would have got back into the game had possibly you know, not. They not scored I, the goal. I mean, <coughs> Sheffield I mean, United. And we scored we a great just... goal with about you know fifteen passes yes. in it. Didn't yes. We? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and we, but we failed to take chances. Yeah. And you know, we seem to um, get the ball into in, in, into the final third and then have not a clue what to do with it really or or just play the wrong ball or over over elaborate or you know it just seems to be going wrong there and of course we know that the team has defensive frailties and also he plays he plays a you know a high line that is going to get caught out from time to time anyway um so you add all that together and it's a pretty kind of toxic mix isn't it and 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 the fact that you know the goalkeeper's not 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 really up to scratch is he to be honest with the the Team selection in in the two truly bad performances. So Everton, Everton and was um, Newcastle. Yes. Uh, there were questions both times. Um, yes. You know, Everton were really fighting for their life, fighting for the manager's life. And uh, uh, James Cairns, when he did the last one of these, sort of said that you know he sort of felt watching it on Sky that uh, yeah. that the, the, probably. Sp- of all the players we had, Snodgrass should maybe have played in that game. Maybe. Simply yeah. for a bit of grit yeah. and a bit of hustle, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, we played three number 10s, basically, didn't we? Well, that's we've got a squad of number 10s. Well, it was never going to work. You know, we played one of them on, you know, on the wing. I mean, Fornhouse is having, clearly having a, a, a nightmare, as they say, a horror show, mm. and he's struggling to, to, to settle. But, of course, you know, he, he looked mustard in that uh, under-21 European competition, didn't he? he scored a couple yeah. of great goals. Look, look, look for us. I saw some extended bits of some of those games. He looked really good. 
but he was playing in a sort of number ten, you know, in a kind of you know, just yes. behind the striker sort of role. More so, he's he's clearly not a wing. He's got not got not got. Pace, yeah, he, I think no. it's got to be him or Lanzini. Yes, I think it plays. You know, and, well, and, or Wilshire. Or Wilshire. <laughs> Wilshire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did they think Lanzini was going to go or something? To, I think that, that might have happened. Him? Yeah, I think that because he was quite early place. in the window, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think I think there was a, a little bit of contract negotiation that gave the impression that Lanzini yeah. thought he might be able to move on. Um, because you know, the, I think sorry, that money we could have spent it on a left back, well, say, or uh, yeah, box, I'm just saying, box you know, to box you know, midfielder. Really, it is baffling to have spent twenty odd million, yeah, on the, on that player, on that style of player. I'm not yeah. saying he's necessarily yeah. ultimately he might come good, and we might all love him two years time, but you never know. But doesn't look very likely at the moment, and and there were clearly areas of the team that needed mm. needed strengthening. I mean, I, I, central midfield, it seems to me. Uh, has been a glaring, you know, area for, and we got, and yeah. we got rid of Obiang. Yeah, you and know, if so, Rice gets so, injured, so a powerful, yeah, yeah, cracky. What are we going to do yeah. if Rice gets injured? It's Sanchez, so again. much sitting on him, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And, and and well, we'll come to because we and were he's talking still on, a kid. We were talking on Saturday about yeah. the kind of formation and uh, yeah. where the players can fit into that formation. But one very obvious uh, thing at the weekend was uh, Newcastle's pace. Yes, we played a high line and basically they soaked it up and then banged it over the top for a foot race to occur between. Um, I mean, they, you know, their front three were excellent. Um, uh, Joe Linton a bit, a bit less so, but Almiron and Sam Maximin, yeah. Yeah. Sam Maximin. Just were, were unplayable Quick and, with our yeah. our defenders. Um, a poor old Tabaletta. Poor old Tabaletta. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely, like watching us trying to chase yeah, a yeah, caught with our pants was, down on on the break, yeah. time and time again. But it was um, it was it was strange that um, those changes seemed to come after the Everton game of dropping uh, Fredericks and Ogbonna, and Fredericks is pacey. Uh, Ogbonna can head the ball, um, and yeah. we didn't seem to. Mm. They didn't really, you know. We lost that game to two. We didn't lose it to seven up at Everton. Mm. And actually, if we'd managed to stick the ball, well, they in scored Everton, late. I mean, they, they, yeah. they, they were profligate in front of goal, to be honest. Yeah, and there was that sort of slight sense that we might get a very undeserved point right at right towards the end of that game. Until, yeah, um, absolutely. So, so I mean, they, you know, it's not like they had catastrophic failures. It's a it's sort of very strange with Zabaleta and, and, and Fredericks. It's like, mm. I, if, if it feels like um, he's really sort of come into his own Fredericks. I think he sort of struggled when he came here. Obviously, he was a big player for Fulham. And uh, those first few games he played last season in the Premier League, he seemed to find it hard. He seemed to sort of struggle a bit. Then he had the injury. And then when he came back... He was like a different player. He yeah. was really, really yeah, good. Played really well at Tottenham. Really, didn't he? Yeah. well, yeah. And, and that's. Um, I was about to come to that because mm. away at Tottenham, which we went to, um, there was a kind of slightly genius bit of team selection in that um, Diop had been rested after quite a long time out, replaced by Ogbonna. So it was Ogbonna and Balbuena. But he reselected uh, Diop yeah. and bought Fredericks in for Zabaleta. And that was because of their pace, because of Spurs' pace. Son yeah. and Ali yeah. just didn't get a sniff. No. Fredericks was running alongside Son, basically saying, uh, I'm uh, going to uh, tackle you. Anyway. Fredericks also had, earlier on, had a fantastic game at home against Liverpool yeah, last yeah. season. Um, and... Um, so it seemed yeah. it seemed very strange that he got dropped after Everton. It's I sort agree. of strange. It's a strange kind of well, particularly yeah, you he know, wasn't that bad, was he? I mean, 
No. Not Ogbonna wasn't either. Well, Ogbonna's the only one who can bloody well head it. I yeah. mean, Diop's a big lad, but he doesn't, he doesn't win, he doesn't command in the air, does he? And um, to me, Balbuena just doesn't look match sharp, doesn't look No, he was bit. good thought, last year, wasn't I he? I mean, he, he, came, he, he, he redeemed himself a little bit in, in the second half, didn't he? But he yeah, had a shocking first side. half. Yeah. He had a shocking first half. Yeah. The... Um, one thing that was a characteristic of the Sheffield United game was that we had something like 10 or 11 corners in that game and did nothing no. with them. Yeah. Their earliest corner caused panic in our yeah. uh, penalty area and resulted in a goal. Uh, and, uh, you know, that disparity is we're bad at defending them, we're bad at, at doing anything with them. I mean, the, the, um, it wasn't a corner, but it was a free kick from Shelby to back post header down from Joe Linton in by whoever stuck it mm. in. It, it was clearly, I don't know whether it was a training ground thing or just something that was obvious to do to a player that's able to kind of uh, send the ball where he wants it to go. Yeah. So it went to a back place, it went to a tall man at the back post who beat Balbuena in the air, headed it back down, and then it went in our goal. So we can't defend them and we can't score from them. 10 or 11 corners we got in the Sheffield United game and every yeah. one of them, we might as well just given the yeah. ball back to them. It was um, very and the same poor. against Newcastle. I mean, I mean yes, Snodgrass yes. did take some good corners, but yeah. we're not getting on the end of them. I mean, you no. know, we were, if, if you take into account the, the, the one that hit the bar... Um, the two breaks that they had one on one ended up one on ones, which to be fair, I mean, you know, Roberto stopped, stopped it wasn't so much a save as he hit it straight at him. Yeah. Um, we should have been arguably five nil down <laughs> at half time. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was, it was that awful. Um, and uh, the keeper seemed, he was in no man's land for the second goal, wasn't he? Yes, that it was, was, that yeah. was an error, wasn't it? And he shouldn't have been beaten for the, free kick should he have that no, just, no, he's no, at the other shouldn't. end from us so it's always difficult to gauge distance I think he got a hand to it uh, yeah he just, did, did, did go through enough, his hand yes, it wasn't yeah. a strong enough hand I mean he was yeah. a strange mix he did three or four other good saves right. but yeah. he was a fault for two yeah, goals yeah yeah and you know he's you, very inconsistent you can't, yeah it's a problem isn't it and and you know, even if you've been wretched you know at, uh, at 1-0 or even 2-0 yeah. You're still you're still in a game, aren't you? Well, I was um, a bit disappointed with the people giving him ironic cheers in the second half. You know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not going to do his no, confidence. No, I mean, he was no, bad. You've got to but... support your team. Yeah. Well, there's but... sort of you know there's a kind of slight misapprehension that he's absolutely catastrophic, and I don't no, think he no, is. No, really. he's not. I don't he's think not. he's um, you know uh, the you know the the sort of social media element of the club was incredibly confused by, uh, confused by Randolph, who had been beaten by eight when he was goalkeeper at Birmingham or something, people going, this is a disaster. He's going to be catastrophic. Had one good game and people going, he's brilliant, isn't he? And the truth lay somewhere in the middle. Mm, He was all right. In fact, he was, um, you know, I would say not all that good. Uh, He never came off his line, didn't want to come off his line. Very nervy. Um, But was a good shot stopper. Yeah. Kind of one. But I think it's not it's not easy for Roberto coming into a team with a not very good defence. You know, no. Fabianski really covered up a lot of all, all, Yes, he did. Season. He did absolutely. But I mean, but actually, our defence is quite a good defence. That little run after mm. we got beat five five nil by mm. we we considered about two goals in like four mm. games or something. It's yeah. a good defence, but uh, um, I think you've got to look at the whole team and the way the whole team. Is, is playing, haven't you? And and and, yeah. and uh, I feel I've been saying this over a number of years. It's not just recently. We are short of 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 energy and dynamism in in, in midfield, and we set up 
to, to, to let we play sort of a kind of four one. Yeah, it's rice. sort of four one really, don't yeah, we? And, yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, you're just expecting rice. To, to have a heroic game every game. And he, from time to time, he does have a heroic game and he is amazing and he cuts everything out and he reads it brilliantly. But he also has some, you know, he has some ordinary games and um, he's, very, he's, very, he's left very isolated. There was, a, there was an interesting, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I think it was the Palace game where um, some of the earlier games in the season, Lanzini had uh, helped out with a lot of sort of closing down the opposition's defenders and closing down the goalkeeper. I think it was Palace where maybe he wasn't even picked, but uh, for some reason Noble was doing that quite a lot. Yeah. Noble was often the furthest man forward, which meant that there was a, a huge gap around the centre circle that Palace yeah. really exploited yes. simply by walking into it. It's like oh. there was, football, isn't it? Yeah, because it's so there was no one there. Yeah. I mean, because there was I, nobody there. Uh, uh, because Rice, you know, is is Rice really supposed to screen the black back four, or is he supposed to be a kind of? you know, Billy Bonds type box yeah, to yeah, boxer yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. think he is that. No. You know, he's not he's not like Kante, he's not like uh Macalele, he's not like uh Fernandinho, he's not like Rodri. Um he's he's at the moment sort of screening the back four a bit. So yeah. so when Noble closed down Palace yeah. there was a huge yeah. gap. It's been a problem in midfield. for a long while. I mean, I, I, I'm not one of the, the sort of noble knockers, but I, and I think he's had uh, started the season really well. Mm. But I think we're reaching the point where you know it's a problem that he can't be rotated. We've got nobody. Yeah, there's nobody. nobody. We've sold it. We've sold Obiang. We've got nobody who's coming in. Uh, and you could say, right, you have a couple of games, give yeah. Noble a break, mm-hmm. give him a rest, and get his legs fresh again. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, even even when he was a bit younger, he, 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 his one real glaring weakness was, was pace and getting about the pitch. Was well, not he, stamina, not energy. Also, just, he's just a cross pace. between two types of player, isn't he? Yes. Because you would say that Wilshire is a kind of natural uh, replacement for him. But in a way, Wilshire is... Is a little better further up the pitch. Also, Noble is better further up the pitch, but at the moment he has to sort of job share a bit during the game with uh, Rice because he has to have yeah. these defensive qualities. He puts himself yeah. up about and puts tackles yeah. in quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that Wilshire is possibly not quite uh, that no. tenacious a tackler and yeah. retriever of the ball. He needs to be a bit further up the pitch. He's another number 10. Yep. Which sort of brings so, me to <laughs> our formation in a way, in that we've, you know, the. Yep. the uh, Alaire has looked a little bit isolated and looks to cut a slightly forlorn figure. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, he came into when he came into the team. I mean, even against uh, Man City, you know, he was putting himself about, lovely touches, getting on the end of things. Um, he was running his socks off the first few games. Is it? He looks to be, you know, looking. Well, what, what's the point? Why am I doing this? He is mm-hmm. too isolated. Um, you know, for He's years and years dejected. and years, we kind of <laughs> we he slagged off the use of Andy Carroll for being. <clears> you know, <throat> I mean, he's he is more mobile than, than Andy Carroll, and um, but but the the problem is 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 form, is formational, isn't it? It's if you're going to play your target man, somebody's got to get near him. That's somebody's, right. And is Yarmolenko a winger? Is he a striker? You yes. Know, let's talk about this yeah. uh, now that we're on this subject. Let's just take a little break now, and uh, we'll pick it up after that. Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. 
Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2, a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. This week's Stop Hammer Time is brought to you by the Ralston on Lily Road in Fulham in partnership with Watney's Pale Ale. With comfortable modern surroundings, award-winning staff and a friendly atmosphere, it's a great place to watch sports on TV if you can't get to the game. So yes, before the break, we were talking about the, the sort of formation of the team and it, and it does seem to not quite uh, serve some of the players that we have that well um but we should say that the the we did look a bit better after the break obviously newcastle could with three goals up could just take their foot off the gas a bit but the lanzini seemed to make a difference i thought and uh, and also when we went to a kind of 4-4-2 it seemed a little better we seemed a little better we did score two goals um you know i I mean jetty didn't really do a lot but he occupied, yeah, yeah, he presence. occupied space yeah. and had, was a presence. Yeah, yeah. but the um, yeah. but but funny, like you were saying before the break, um, the Yarmolenko is he a winger or is he a striker? Um, <clears throat> it's sort of a shame that that switch to four four two didn't happen while Yarmolenko was on the pitch. You sort of think that like uh, Alaire and Yarmolenko up front yeah. would, sort yeah, of, would uh, frighten quite a lot of defenses. Well, they they seem to be. You know, keeping sort of semi wrapping Yarmolenko and Cottle. Well, I mean, one of the problems that I felt at Everton was that he didn't, you know, he having had a good run of games and scored for Ukraine in the international break, they were worried about putting him straight into the mm. starting mm. team. So he was kept out of the starting 11 there. And in his position was just a completely hapless fornouts. Um, mm. And that mm. was part of the problem. Um, so another, arguably, a baffling. But uh, if we can get the ball onto or, his left foot, then yeah. he, we know he can shoot. But I think he's a decent player. Yeah. I, I like. I like. I Yama think Lenko. he's really. Yeah, good. I, think I think he's, he's great. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and I think he's a, he's a handful as well. I mean, a yeah. lot. You know, a lot yeah. of the best things we did on Saturday, yeah. I thought, involved him. Yeah. He's. You know. You know. His layoff for the goal against Sheffield United yeah. was great. Yeah. You know. But in Anderson, we have. You know, he's just an enigma, isn't he? Because he clearly has all the equipment to be a fantastic player but he's now not just consistent you know in terms of you know from one game to another he's inconsistent within games isn't he he's he, yes. just, he seems to have little moments yeah. and I mean, then and then suddenly it's like he's oh I'm, i've lost confidence i don't think i can take this man on you know yes, he's always trying to thread it through the eye of a needle isn't yeah. he yeah yeah I mean, his skill, you know, his skill level is high. When he makes a mistake, it's because he's trying something that doesn't come off. You know, yeah. it's usually trying, he's usually trying to thread the ball uh, through and it just, it gets blocked, which makes him look a bit shitter than he is. But his, um, his general play, if you just watch him for sort of 20 minutes solidly, he's, everything is very good. He works really hard. He's a good, he's a I, good I, I, I agree with all that. I think, but he, I think it's a psych, you know, sport is so psychological, isn't it? And he mm. comes across as a sort of introspective character. He doesn't, he, he's not, a, he's not, a, he's not a shouter on the pitch, is he? He's no, the, he doesn't no. play with swagger. It is even, even no. though he is very often better, you know, he can beat the fullbacks that he comes up against. He, he, he doesn't, 
seem to believe that he can do that. No, he there was a strange... impose himself on games. There was you know? a run towards the corner flag that we're by that he almost had the brakes on when he began the run. Yeah. It was very strange. It's yeah. like he was... He, yeah. What he wanted to do was pass. Yeah. But what he needed to do was run. And occasionally he will run it, though. Uh, well, um, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, th- and, yeah, and then you think back to last season and to that little run where he was scoring. Yeah, yeah. He got the two goals against Southampton. He scored that goal against... Was it, was it Palace he scored that? Blinder again. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Corner, you know, yeah. and suddenly he did seem to have swagger and confidence. Yeah. You know, the way the way he scored, you know, the, the, the way he took the second goal against Southampton, you know, just, just kind of, um, there was no doubt it was going to go in. No. Um, and so he, it, it's baffling. But he was, it must he be a psychological thing. He still wanted the ball towards the end of the Newcastle game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, he was I don't think he, I don't think he hides. I he just think hiding. it's, it's, yeah. it's, but he just doesn't seem to feel. I'm go- it does, it's like I'm not going to take yeah. a game. You know, there were times when, you know, uh, you, you think back to Decanio, yeah. uh, who, who's or perhaps Piet a sort of comparably, those, yeah. sco- or Piatt. Both of those they players would go, oh, fuck this, I'm going to take yeah. this game by yeah. the rest of yeah. you shits, you useless bastards. I'm going to win this yeah, game yeah. on my own. Yeah. And they could do it. Mm. And you think, Anderson... You're good enough to be able to do that. Yes. You're good enough a footballer to be able to do that, but it's you strange, don't have it? the psychology, I don't think. But it is. But the but the sort of the 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 players we have and the kind of formation that we play, you know, as we've said, we th- there's quite a few number tens in it. It, f- it feels like uh, yes. it feels like um, he could be that sort of he could be a number ten really. Yeah. Um, the Palace game, I thought, there was quite a lot of... Uh, Lanzini must have played in that game, uh, because I, I'm, it's either that or Sheffield United. I felt that there was a lot of... Um, one would come into the middle and take up a kind of number 10 role, and the other would go out onto the wing, and then they'd try it the other way. Then they'd swap wings, and they were just trying to find ways through. Uh, and... Mm. What, in a way, it really needed was one of them to just decide to find a <laughs> yeah. way through, you know, just decide yeah. to change the game. It was yeah. like, um, it's strange. So, 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 you know, we, we, we don't have really many out-and-out wingers. Anderson is quite, is, is quick, he's fairly quick, but he's not, he's not, um, you know, Theo Walcock in his peak or, so, you know, an Aaron Lennon or Sean Ray Phillips who are not very good football. He's yeah. a much better footballer than them. So we're missing, in, in other words, we're missing Antonio more than we thought we might. Well, and, and also with Antonio <laughs> missing, it seems slightly rash to, I mean, you know, he's, he doesn't, he's not greased lightning, but Dean Garner was... Yeah, that's now looking, that's you, looking questionable as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It, seemed, it seemed like, you know... Probably against Sheffield United as much as against Newcastle, it seemed that something that would change the game would be someone to come and run at them, you know, because uh, our bench is quite a lot of like-for-like players now. You're sort of, you can take Lanzini off and put four nails on, or you can take Felipe Anderson off and put four nails on, or take Felipe Anderson off and put Lanzini on. I think Snodgrass on. is, you know, quite yeah. similar in a way. To all We've those, got yeah. sort of quite a lot of attacking midfielders. Yeah. Fair play to Snodgrass, though. Yeah, he's, he's a wholehearted well. try, yeah. isn't he? And, and sometimes, you know, like that game last season against Chelsea where we were similarly kind of not yeah. at it. He came on at half-time and, and, you know, we gave it a go in that. Yeah. In that in and he that scored two half. more than um, and, and he scored a couple of goals, Anderson which both goals really well taken, yeah. it's yes. worth saying, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was a beautiful strike on. <laughs> Volley. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and the way he slotted away the one against um, Sheffield United. And maybe Anderson well. could learn from him because there's, yeah. you know, there's end yeah. product there. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, it, it, it's yeah. I, I agree with you about Dengar. It, it now looks a questionable decision, doesn't it? And and we we did think Pellegrini was a manager who uh, had a a sort of a penchant for bringing young players into the team. It seemed that way. Johnson playing in that game in Man City, mm. Dean Garner himself getting plenty of game time. That seems to have kind of... Mm. We've got an under-23 who are just beating everybody in, in sight. Well, this guy, Holland, we've got, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, clearly players who are, who are doing well there must, must have confidence because they're playing in a winning team. There's got to there's got to come a point where you start thinking, well, give them a give them a chance because you know it's strange. I don't know what the thinking is with <laughs> um, Zabaleta in a way. I, I thought that that sort of change, um, that sort of change, Zabaleta is a good player, but so is Fredericks. And yeah. uh, um, you know, with Alaire, it feels like uh, crosses. You know, crosses hit low and hard from uh, the dead ball line are sort of bread and butter to him he's often he often yeah. slides in on the end of a cross yeah. um fredericks on his day is good at those he gets to the big yeah. beats he beats his opposite number yeah. gets to the byline and crosses it low and hard yeah. and um uh so we so we stopped doing that um put zabaleta in who you know can cross a ball but it doesn't tend to do mm. that yeah. uh particularly <clears throat> and um and it was almost as if he didn't really, Pellegrini, want to sort of acknowledge, you know, the, the no. perhaps the mistake. Or, or I don't know if perhaps Fredericks was carrying a little injury for a while, but we didn't. But really yeah, hear it took seventy minutes to take yeah. Zabaletta off. Yes, so yeah. um, the internet knives are definitely out for Pellegrini, aren't they? they? Are, so yes. what do we what do we make of that? The fact that they're really, you know, over a lot of people. Um, Seeming to, you know, wanting rid of him. We're um, about ten games into a thirty-eight game season, yeah. and we finished. We finished tenth last year, uh, but for you know those, those refereeing decisions in uh, the Leicester game and the Man U game would have got us several more points. And if you take the Liverpool game, where uh, they scored a goal that was miles offside, so we would have won that game. We would have finished about seventh or eighth last season. Mm. I mean, and those are absolute moaning about referees is a kind of British hobby, but that, I mean, they're genuinely valid. You know, genuinely valid. Lucas Perez was onside, scored a goal, and the referee went, mm. no, that didn't and happen. And Anderson at Old Trafford. Was yeah, actually. Anderson at Old yeah. Trafford. Mm. We would have got those points, so we would have mm. finished seventh or eighth, and now we're ten games into the next season, and already people are going, no, it's all gone horribly wrong. It's all a terrible nightmare. Uh, we should make changes. I think that's yeah, just I mean, if we're, in the, if we're around the bottom three in January, yeah. Yeah, you'd ask questions, yeah. but... It is early days. And we so had, we, we had bad some bad runs last season, didn't we? Yeah. We sort of, it thought like we were going to uh, possibly even get sucked in or at least sort of mm. dribble to a kind of end of the season. Then we ended up winning about four of our last six final games of the yeah, season. True. We? Yeah, true. Yeah, we did. We finished yeah. very strongly. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously we had a lot, we played several games with nothing to, several teams with nothing to play for, like Watford yeah. on the last day of the season. You know, obviously we demolished them, but, but you know... Um, I'm playing just devil's advocate for a moment because I largely, obviously, agree essentially with what you're saying. But um, I would say last season the context was losing those first four games, manager settling in, getting his ideas across. Gradually, we we improved, as you say. We had one or two wobbly patches, but there was a sense in which you could you could see where what he was trying to do with the team. We was he was bringing back attacking football. We were enjoying a lot of what we were seeing. Context now is we seem to have made a 
Man City apart, we seem to make quite a reasonable start to this season. You yeah. know, it wasn't that long ago we were thinking, oh, win this game and we'll go third. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, and then suddenly there's this debacle in the, this mad game in, in, at Oxford where, you know, they score three goals right, right, right near the end. Um, and since then there has been, uh, I think Palace, we should have won that game, I, mm. I accept that, but there has been a slump, hasn't it? And it's a bit bewildering. It's a bit kind of, so there's now, the context is different because it seems like, he he look he's beginning to look a little bit at the moment like a manager doesn't quite know no, what's right. going wrong and, strange, and therefore not how to fix it yes and and and, and the transfer windows and which we Hernandez, were excited about at the time weren't we yeah, yeah. selling Hernandez as well which is um, strange for Hernandez is clearly yeah. not a good swap um uh we, we were excited about that transfer now now it's beginning to look questionable and and some old concerns that we've been talking about this evening of, of, of resurface. So I can understand, you know, why, why people are, are, are a bit more, you know, kind of um, uh, uppity about it now. Well, I think the media is seeing, you know, the, the, the media that is just casting a neutral eye over the games are seeing some of the things that we are seeing. They're, they're kind of, I saw a, a match report at the game of the weekend uh, that mentioned questionable team selections. And I think that was, you know, probably, you know, Everton, you know, I think... You can sort of forgive that because, because you know, it's sort of in retrospect that you go, oh, what we probably needed was Snodgrass. But, but at the game at the weekend, um, you know, if you'd seen the guy with the headband, uh, Sam Maximin the previous week, um, yeah. uh, uh, Almiron, the Paraguayan yeah. guy, and Joe Linton, they play three up front and those three guys are quick. Yeah. And um, what he sort of... I've said this already, but what he did away at Spurs, which was bring back Diop and put Fredericks in, dealt with the pace of Son and uh, Ali very well. And, and, you know, I mean, Zabaleta was palpably embarrassed time and time again by uh, uh, Sam Maximin. Yeah, totally. um, Totally. And I think, I don't know whether it's just... You know, sentimental old Manuel didn't want to humiliate him by taking him off after 20 minutes, but that's quite possibly what should have happened. Probably, mm. yeah. You know, it's sort of, okay, this isn't working, we've got to put uh, Ryan Fredericks on. Begging the question, where where has Ryan Fredericks been? Why hasn't he been playing every week? Because he's, he's pretty good, I think. Yeah. He's good now. I, I mean, is he's, he... You know, got over his little hump at the beginning of the season. And, and he's actually said it was unacceptable the first half. Yeah. Pellegrini, yeah. So he's clearly not happy with it. Although yeah. whether he's the man to give a rollicking or not, I don't no, know. No, it's, you know. It's something, a tricky one, isn't it? Something to take from it, I thought, was that the 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 sort of the, the Lanzini made a difference. I thought, but, he did. but the change yeah. of the change of setup made a difference, and he might begin thinking about different ways to set up. Yes, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he when he first came, people sort of said he really likes four four two, and and he finally. Sort of went to four four two for for one of the first times since Alaire has been here, and um, you know it's sort of at least we looked a better unit that way. But we don't have natural without Diangana. We don't have natural wingers, and in fact Diangana, you know, is very young and doesn't put in a fantastic cross. It has to be said. I'm no. not sure how he's being played uh, at West Brom. No, but, I mean uh, you know in these norm- you know, teams have bad. You know, we, uh, crikey, how long have we been following West Ham? How long have we used to the idea that the team has you're, you're baffling bad? spells i mean it's it's in yeah. the club's dna isn't it so it's nothing new um but what we normally want at this stage then is some is a kind of real gritty dig it out backs to the wall yeah you know ugly just nick something at burnley mm-hmm. 
and you feel that's one thing he's that's one thing he's probably not going to it's just not in his no, philosophy to no, do that, no, is it? Right. We'll go, right, lads, we're going to try and attack <laughs> yeah. him. And they'll just outrun us and outmuscle us. And they'll, yeah, they'll have a, yeah, probably yeah. a pretty comfortable and w- wood, win. Wood and Barnes against Ardick. Yeah, Barnes, yeah it, look, it was looked a mismatch last yeah. season, didn't it? Yeah. yeah they yeah. Bullied, bullied us last season. I guess, do you think we should play f- uh, three centre-backs? That's another option. It is a With two wing-backs. He never Masuaku does that, does he? Yes, I mean, I think we've possibly got the personnel to do that. Um, I mean, Masuaku going forward would get some crosses in. Yeah, for, no, okay. he's a natural wing-back, Masuaku. He's not yeah. necessarily a natural no. left-back no. defender. Well, actually, I mean, in a 4-4-2, Masuaku feels like he could be a winger. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. uh, especially with a, a yeah. full-back that sort of crossed over with him, you know, Cresswell yeah. and Masuaku uh, would probably be quite quite a good left side. You know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean... Yeah. I didn't think Gresswell had a bad game on, of, of all of them, no, to I be honest. I thought he was all no, right, no. actually, on, uh, no, on Saturday, right. to be yeah. honest. I think their pace was, was really quick. Yeah, I mean, he missed for the... For the he for was the, troubled the, the, by the, the pace, wasn't he? He was, because he was troubled by it. And, of course, actually, he missed the tackle that led to the foul being given, yeah. Diop giving mm-hmm. the foul away mm-hmm. um, for, the, for the first goal. But then again, that was just a straightforward ball, as you said, to the back post. Should have been dealt with, shouldn't yeah. it? One way yeah. or another. It wasn't, you know, it was a sucker, sucker punch of a goal. I mean, I guess a late consolation was that Hilaire actually got the knock on for uh, Balbuena's goal. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a, one hopes that some uh, you know possible different kind of ways of setting up might be uh, just got back, just got to run run their yeah. socks off. Really, just I mean, with a dodgy keeper, you do think you know should we have three centre backs perhaps just keep yeah, it solid won't, for an away game? Well, I don't think that agree will. Do it. And I think that's another thing that people are are not you know it's great that he's got this commitment this to, to attacking football mm. and to his philosophy, but of course actually. It's it's at times when the team's having a bit of a wobble that people see that as a kind of that's a yes. problem because he won't yes. he's inflexible he's not yeah, yeah. You know, responding to no he's sort of cavalier in a way that's kind of fun when it's all working I think yeah. the, couple, yeah. the, two, the two things that he you know he wants to play a high line he yeah. wants to play attacking football yeah. and he wants to do that all the time I mean I think sometimes with his his teams he he does have a philosophy that basically I, I should be able to put any. 11 of my starting kind of squad of 24, 25, whatever it is now, uh, out, and they should be able to do a job for me. And sometimes you have to be a little bit more pragmatic and, you know, say what's needed for that particular game rather than I'm going to rest him and put him out there, you know. Yeah. Um, You know, but at times he's, he's, he's done well. You know, I think... Diop was really tiring last season because he wasn't expected yeah. to play every single game. So when he brought Ogbonna in, Ogbonna did sort of okay. Yeah. You know, did fine. Ogbonna and Balbuena sort of worked okay. Um, and then the sort of dropping of, you know, I guess he was just thinking about that partnership last season that mm. Balbuena and Diop did a really good job so that it would be good to get back to that as soon as possible. So, you know, yeah, slightly, you know, slightly unkindly dropped Ogbonna who didn't seem to really have no. done that much wrong no. and um, should have perhaps kept the player in form. And now it's going to be hard to switch back again because a settled central bearing is, you know, he might want to go all in and go, well, you know, Balbuena needs game time. So you know, well, it should, certainly looked like it, didn't it? Send him back yeah. out there again to get more game time. Yeah. But you know, as you say, Jim Ogbonna can head the ball. <laughs> yeah, you'd prefer him against Wood, wouldn't you? You would, yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be aerial battles, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, yes. 
Uh, oh, so we have got Antonio back in two weeks, I think. Do they? The which after, might give us a uh, bit of speed on the Yeah, break. you always worry about him yes, coming but back. Yeah, he'll though, come back too you? quickly. Uh, yeah, that's 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 the problem, I think. With him. Yeah, I don't know if we said it on the on the podcast. James uh, Cairns, when we were talking to Collison, sort of said, you know, it, it's so interesting that he sort of raised the spectre of being rushed back a little too quickly. Yeah, you know, after he did his knee, it's quite possible that you know, I'm sure the knee was just the integrity of his knee was just in yeah. question the whole time but he sort of got a catastrophic knee injury and was playing again at the end of the season yeah. whereas in perhaps he, they should have carried on giving him yeah. the summer off yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. might yeah. have been better but um, oh, yeah. you know and Lanzini keeps coming back as soon as he's fit and yeah has broken down sort of two or three times now he struggled a little bit at times this season but I thought he looked you know he looked you know good good in possession and he, he at least had that kind of sense of which I'm going to try and probe and yeah, you know he made an impact didn't without he? players that are sort of you know he's not super quick. It looks like he's quick because his legs are so short, uh, yeah. so they're moving a bit like um, you know that Spanish mouse in the cartoons. Um, he sets a tempo though. I think yeah. the, the, those early games of the season in which he played, he sort of set a tempo. Uh, which we need, you know. We was it, the build-up play was so ponderous on on Saturday, yeah. wasn't it? It was like they they just had us contained. We, you know, our passing yeah. game was sort of it was it, it was it was bad on Saturday because we were sort of misplacing but passes. We were that we'd static normally... in front of the ball, uh, and we wanted too much time on I it. Just it was, mix it, it up. Was pon- I thought it was just ponderous and predictable. Yeah, it was ponderous and predictable. Wasn't it? About. it really yeah. was. Yeah, you know, yeah. and time and time again, you know, the ball would go wide to Zabaleta, he'd turn around, come back, you know. That that idea of kind of quick progressive yeah, they know we'll passing, take passes that surely the is the way we've seen that that's how Pellegrini wants to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think teams have worked us out a little bit and they let us have the ball. They yeah. sit back, yeah. you know, and we've got, to, we've got to be better at breaking them down. And, and we've got to be a little bit, you know, sh- move it quicker. I think it was against sharper. Palace that... Uh, 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 Greg, who we stand with, said, you know, at least we've started well in this game. And uh, and I say, yeah, yeah, because we've often slowed to get out the blocks. Mm. But we sort of looked like we had started really well until we realised that Palace were just letting us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They were just, yeah. they were just sitting back and waiting to it's see what we less. did, yeah. which made it seem that we had really kind of come out all guns yeah. blazing and really yeah. sort of gone for it. You know? In a way, we have, we ha- we're probably at our best counter-attacking. So it's a bit, you know... Yeah. He's got to work that out a little bit. You know? He has, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got to sort of work out what the other team's going to do rather than what yeah. we're going to do. I agree. Uh, yeah. So what do we think about this game at the weekend at Burnley? Uh, I, I, think, I think our misery might be prolonged, to be honest. It's, I, it's actually yeah. only, it's not really the fixture you want at this, at this stage. Um, and I can't really see us getting anything out of it. And they've honest. just lost 3-0, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they so need yeah, yeah, And where apparently I was uh, yeah. a, a Burnley supporting friend who, who said they were re- who went to the game and said they were really awful yeah. at Sheffield United. But... Um, yeah, they'll bounce back. And you know what Daesh, what he'll say, you know, yeah, play it long into thunder. the box. Yeah. They'll push you know, them. They don't they'll, like you know, it bully the us, yeah. yeah. Uh, bully them, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we don't have... We don't have any sort of uh, people to kind of bully them back, really. No. We have uh, no. lightweight fancy dans. Uh, no. So, yeah, no. it's going uh, to be tough. Yes. Predictions, Jim? I think we'll lose by two goals, at least. Uh, 3-1. 3-1. I think maybe 2-0 to Burnley. 2-0 to Burnley. Uh, I say um, 
Burnley one, West Ham United three. I love your optimism. I think that would be a huge reaction. Halea hat-trick. Yes, Halea hat-trick. That's what I think, oh, yes. Lovely. Um, I think that might be about it, fellas. Uh, so let's wrap this up. This has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. With me have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. And Pete May. Cheerio. Come on, you irons. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.